and gentlemen. This, this is Ellis Island for a professional wrestler. This is freedom. Yowie, wowie, you found me! <laughs> Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I think they said yeah! 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 Let me talk to you! Now, introducing your hosts, let's give it up. For the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot-wearing son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the great don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm gonna seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Nope, it's just our third man, Johnny Smarks. Smarks. And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. Fucking in. <laughs> oh, wait. He's in ah. Europe. He left the kids dude, in charge. I am, dude, I am so fucking pissed that that fucking bald son of a bitch got to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and see Spurs before I did. So, you know what? We're in charge of the podcast, though. So while he's having fun yeah. in Europe, guess uh, what? I'm, you know what? I'm taking... Uh, I, I guess we are... I don't know, man. He went to see Tottenham, dude. Those are my boys. I am so, so jealous of him. So listen, a couple things, fam. One, I'm Johnny Smarks. I'm with the ever, ever so beautiful Dr. Haas. And um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're not really Doc Haas. Yeah, you are. Um, So here's the thing, guys. I am using a really ghetto system here. I do not have Bones' crazy virtual system he's got going i tried to do something here so if it sounds a little uh i don't know distorted tonight i apologize but um listen we just wanted to bring you some some podcasting goodness and uh so we, we set something up here while bones is in europe did i mention bones was in europe Haas? you did th- mention he's in europe and he he can uh, go there and gallivant all he wanted i wonder how much he must be getting in trouble over there uh, i can't you, imagine the trouble. you know the stories he's gonna have when he gets back yeah, it's, it's like all it's like all like dudes over there too. I know, I know. That's that's the best part though for him. Oh, oh, ah, okay. Oh. All right, guys. So uh, <laughs> this is what we're doing tonight. Um, I'm sitting here with Doc. Well, he's on my computer screen, and um, we're gonna do something fun for you tonight. We're gonna rant a little later about some stuff. I have some I have some sports stuff I need to get off my chest, but but first. Doc has a guitar in his hand. You can't see it, but I can. And this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to play Stump the Doc. 
I'm going to say classic theme, classic entrance theme, and Doc is going to try to remember it on guitar. Now, for those of you who don't know, Doc is a freak of nature. He actually is an idiot savant. Like, watch this. Doc, 1932 World Series. It's an easy one. That's uh, Babe Ruth's called shot, man. Yankees over the Cubs. Cool. 1962 World Series. 1962 World Series. And that World Series was the last World Series the Yankees won before Reggie Jackson. And they defeated, if I am not mistaken, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, fuck them. Let's go Mets. So, let's... Oh, dude. Oh, oh, we can't... We got to talk about the Mets real quick. I know it was a wrestling podcast... Well, listen, that was going to be my sports rant later. Dude, the Wilpons are selling the team. I'm so happy. Fuck the Wilpons. They're selling the team. I'm so excited. We're we're, going to have children one day, Smarky. I know. Our children are not going to live through the Mets fan childhood that we had to live through. The world is a better place. And it gets even better for me, Doc. The Johnsons are going to sell the Jets. Whoa, 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 that's breaking news to me. Is that a true story? Apparently, he's 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 starting to think about it, and, and it, it might happen. Now all we need is the idiot who owns the Knicks to give them up. My uh, my friend from college. Uh, you remember Matt Sell from college? Of course. Yeah, so Matt and I are very similar sports fans. Yes. And we go back and forth, and we still text a lot about a lot of different things, and uh, – he sent me like you know like the, the you know like the meme of like the hot girl walking by yeah. and like the guys turn around and go yeah. hey so like so so like the the hot girl saying like oh this is uh Steve what's the guy's name that's Steve Cohen uh, buying the Mets and and the two guys are looking back you ever heard of the Knicks Steve yeah <laughs> you know all we need is that oh, man. and then we need the Islanders and the Devils to get on on board and um God. Well, the Devils fired Hines. I know. Fired Hines this week. I know. Coach. Listen, we're that getting was, there. That need to happen. Listen, new yeah. and anyway, we'll I'm get gonna, there. I'm going to call New Amsterdam Sports because that's what we are. New Netherlands Sports is going to be a thing in the next couple of years. Finally, again. Oh, dude! What? You just come up with that? Yeah. New Amsterdam Sports. I mean, that's what we are. That's a great idea. Dude, that's a great idea. Yeah. For so what... many different reasons. Let's get back to that. One. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to this. Hey, dude, you're smart. You're smart. You're smart. Tonight. Not as smart as you, Doc. All right, Doc, you got that guitar? You're a smart fan. I, I am you. a smart Okay. Let's start easy. Let's start easy. Might not be in tune. That's fine. Most of our guests are not musicians. Okay. I'm going to go... Well, before you do this, actually. Oh, yeah. Before you do this. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. Just go. All right, here we go. Ready? I'll figure it out. The Rock. All right, there it is. The Rock says. (laughs) The Doc says. All right, all right, enough of that. Um, anyway, it's the same thing over and over again. Keep in mind, for anybody who is a musician, I tune my guitar down a half step because I got a whole step. Normally, it's a low, a low voice. So everything's going to sound a whole step lower than your original recorded versions. 
You know, none Dan of our fans right. are probably Teacher Dan. Teacher Dan. But Kate plays. Doesn't Kate play music? Oh yeah, Kings of the Rings. She does. Yeah, Kate plays music. Yeah. Shout out to Kate, Kings of the Rings podcast, yeah. the one and only. Okay. Next, uh, let's do the easy ones first. The Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, well, he's thinking. <laughs> oh, I got one now. Okay. The Rockers. Don't tell me I stumped you third time in. Uh, it's very similar to the Ultimate Warrior. It is thing. very similar. You know what? Fuck it. Just give me Ultimate Warrior again. Uh, no, I'll give you Ultimate Warrior. Hold on. Ultimate Warrior. I think it's the first wrestling theme I ever learned. Oh, the Rockers, though. That's it, yeah? Something along those lines. Was, yeah, close enough. <laughs> um, okay, Heart Foundation. Oh my god! Nice! <laughs> So disclaimer fans, just so you know. Oh, he knows the whole thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so disclaimer, I want you all to know that Doc is not reading music. He's not looking at tab. He's not looking at anything right now. This is literally coming from his head. I'm watching him think like through my screen right now. It's it's fascinating. I really had to think about that. I really had to think about that rockers thing. I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm just like, just like, shit. I had to think of the drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only one that might have been a little off so far. But anyway, mm. what else we got? Oh man, let's see. We just got to get this one out of the way. I think. I think right. we need solo. Uh, yeah, you know, just play it. You know which one. Oh, oh, oh. Stop! Stop right now. We no stop. You are not doing it. You're not getting away without singing it. Let's go, buddy. I know you know the words. Do I have to do like the the, the like the sex screams at the beginning? I mean, Sherry, rest in peace. I, I won't make you do that. <laughs> good, good. No one wants to hear that. No, no, we don't. Oh, oh, oh! I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks. You know I'm singing I'm singing out of tune on purpose, right? <laughs> you know every word. I mean I'm pretty sure the real version was sung out of tune. Oh absolutely. Oh absolutely. Yeah, he's he's doing a talking song. It's all folk. 
All right, let's see. I'm gonna stump you. I'm gonna stump you right now. Ready? Mm. Legion of Doom. Oh, I noticed. No, that's Holy Diver. No. Holy crap. Right? Is that right? Yeah. There's just that weird whining like guitar with an ebo on it or something. Wow. Yeah, that's the basic thing. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I think, I think that's it. I think, I think that's right. Okay. Next one. We have to like check all these. We have to yeah. check all these. <laughs> put it, speed it out. <laughs> Next one. Glorious. Man, I, oh man, she hit me with the modern. You there said this is a classic. Just, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I guess it was classic. All right. Yeah, you can just uh, sing it. Okay. All right, fine. You want? I, I don't. I don't know that guitar lick, dude. I've never sat and learned it. Mm, okay. Demolition. I don't, I don't. All right. Yeah. Now that's a proper stump. I don't even remember what the fuck demolition. Is can I be honest kids. with you? I don't remember it either. Yeah. I don't even know if they had one. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Maybe it was just a, maybe it was just like a knockoff of the Legion of Doom. I mean, it could be. You mean how like the Rockers and the Ultimate Warrior were knockoffs of each other? Back. You know, if you started playing the Demolition theme, it would come back to me. It's like one of those. I don't even where, know. Where like it. I sat and I listened to it. I don't yeah. even know how you would go, but I mean, I guess I could Google search it. But I'd rather just I'd rather take the L, like a man. All right, take the L. All right, let's end on this. You know which one you have to do for me. Because I am a proud American. I'm also a real American. Uh... down and it hurts inside. I don't Spartans know the words the anymore at this point. <laughs> That's the lick. We couldn't. I couldn't figure that out last week. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when uh, Bones is not around. We we take over the podcast and we just mess around. And um, are you playing also Sprock Zarathustra? This game's officially over. So, let me ask you a question. Out of all of... Oh, Charlotte! Oh, nice! Okay. You stumped me for a second. One of the better, like, entrance themes, probably because it's like a half classic throwback so so let's even talk like about the chord this progression is a very jim it's a very jim johnson like chord progression as opposed to a cfo's type yes chord progression. so I'm that's sure who wrote the progression off the top of my head so that's what i want to talk about with you 
um, you know, we here at Fourth Wall, we're all musicians, and you know, we're not into bashing anything, but um, this is something we do talk about a lot. I think there is quite a distinction between classic themes and the newer ones. Now, Jim Johnson is no longer with the company, and um, you know, uh, was, CFOs. C- yeah, CFO's <laughs> gone as well. I don't know who's writing her themes anymore, um, but you know, growing up in the '80s and '90s, you're used to hearing a certain type of music and yeah they were all different for the most part but they all had jim johnson's like you know you know touch. signature sound and touch yeah. yeah well he didn't record them all on like uh like like a like a synthesizer or something on the same synthesizer i think a lot of them were i think some of the later ones weren't um you know when they started getting bands okay. to record stuff like that he wrote um yeah but you know, a lot of the early ones are absolutely all in the same kind of synth. You can hear it. Yeah, you can hear the tones. They're exactly the same. So like legit, the Rockers theme and the Ultimate Warrior theme. It could it's the Rockers theme is like a more like groove, like a, like a like a. It's like it's the same freaking chord progression. Yeah, just played slightly different. And I think yeah. that's just because that's what he was into at that point. What? That's why is, what Vince wanted. Yeah. What is your yeah. favorite classic theme? Oh man. Give me your top so three. I was a huge I was a huge Hulkamania kid growing up. Yeah. So to to this day, nothing marks me out quite like real American. I saw you do <laughs> For it. For those live. of you Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was my WrestleMania moment. You almost pushed me over you almost pushed me over to mezzanine down to ground level at MetLife Stadium. Right at the beginning of WrestleMania. <laughs> Those of you who are new to the fourth wall, at Res- we all went to WrestleMania. Um, there was the rumor that the Hulkster was going to be there. So I came prepared with my Hulk Hogan shirt underneath my DX shirt. And <laughs> Hogan came out. I just ripped off the DX shirt like normal and then just hulked <laughs> up on the shirt. I, cut- I put a little cut in the middle of it so I could just rip it apart and ripped it apart. The people around us were freaking out, going nuts. It was awesome. It was pretty and- awesome. And- it was probably so nothing quite elicits a, a reaction like real American anything else. Um, in terms of other great entrance, the Sexy Boys a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not love that? That's everything a wrestling theme should be. Yep. It's got a kick-ass like intro to build it up and get you into it. The lyrics fit the wrestler. Uh, the chord progression simple. There's a bitch and guitar solo. Like I want to yeah, know who played the that guitar, guitar solo. solo. That's you... Is that Jim Johnson? I, I think that's Jim. I don't know if I don't. I couldn't even tell you. That's, that's it. Oh, we got Sean Michaels. We know you're listening, as Bones would say. <laughs> Please let us know who played guitar on your entrance theme. I'm pointing. But that, that solo was great. That solo was great also because that was always when he did the pose in the rain with the pyro behind it, and I always thought that pose and pyro like theatrically sat so well with the guitar solo at that point. That's the shit that I think about when I listen to music entrance themes. We got to uh, uh, third one. Yeah. I give you my three, and then I'll let you do your three. My apologies. My third is with without a. I mean, Taker. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the greatest wrestling entrance theme overall ever. I like how it's you evolved over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I like how he like, you know, he had the original like Jim Johnson composition that was on a synthesizer, and it was kind of cool for 1991, but it got outdated really quick. Yeah. And in, like the mid 90s, they added some like distorted guitar underneath it like doing some whole tones and that was pretty cool and then american badass happened and 
then for some, and then when he did Big Evil, he started coming out to Limp Biscuit. That's the only time the Undertaker's ever failed at entrance themes is when he had Limp Biscuit as his entrance theme. Agreed. And we know someone that went to go see Limp Biscuit like last night. One of our we friends went to go see Limp Biscuit. Like- Who do you think went to go see Limp Biscuit? Teddy Adam- Cox. No. Well, I can still see Teddy Cox going to see Limp Biscuit. Mr. Mott, actually. Oh, yeah, that makes even more sense. Joe Mott would still like Limp Biscuit. So, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about The Undertaker's theme. The most recent one with all the even more distorted guitar is one of my favorites of his. But believe it or not, I actually like Kid Rock's song. Yeah, I like American Badass. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, it's sad but true, just with different lyrics. So that's kind of badass. Yes, sad okay. Sad but true is one of the most badass that's one of the most badass Metallica songs. It's, it's one, one of the most badass, most badass songs. Metallica riffs. Yeah. It's a badass jam. Um, Kid, Kid Rock is unquestionably a guilty pleasure of mine. Mine too. Uh, when, I was in stolen, when, I was in, when I was in Stolen Roads, me and Kevin used to unashamed, like be unashamed in our liking for Kid Rock all the time. And we did not care whatsoever. <laughs> Listen, he's And a... I feel like he's not, he's not bad at all. He's no, he's evolved in his career. Because... Yeah, he just I think keeps he just evolving. gets a lot of shit because... I think he gets a lot of shit because he was kind of like a quote-unquote white boy when he started. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was doing the rap rock thing, and it worked out for him for an album. That that first album with Ball With A Ball is actually a great album. There's some good stuff oh, on there. Yeah, you're absolutely right, And dude. even when and... he took Werewolves and, and Sweet Home Alabama, he, he, that, oh, song, yeah. that song is genius. I, a, you know, I get it. It's a creative – it's yeah. a good mash. Up. it's a good mashup it's it's it, it, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish you went right the thing yeah. with kid that was cool and i always never gave him i never got on the white boy train because he was like from detroit mm-hmm. like he experienced all that shit he talks about he's real man yeah yeah no, he's he real yeah. yeah so i i but taker has always evolved well um i thought even when he did that johnny cash thing for a little bit the, before the first triple yeah. h uh, the, <laughs> the second triple h wrestlemania match yeah. not not like the second overall the wrestlemania 27 one yep like he was doing the johnny cash thing that was a little different the but then black at wrestlemania he came out to the traditional undertaker mm-hmm. theme as he should because you haven't seen a wrestling entrance until you've seen taker enter wrestlemania in a stadium you just haven't seen it so all three you mentioned are pretty much classic themes. So I'm going to go on that route, but then I'm going to ask you some more questions. So my three okay. classic that I like, and you you might laugh at somebody. So Undertaker is number one for me. Absolutely. Has to be. Taker, yeah. when, that, when that bell hits, I, I get chub. But so my other two are a little weird. I'm sorry. They're, they're not as weird. Um, Number two is actually the honky tonk theme. Honky Tonk Man. I'm the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> which was actually, I think, written. I think that was written by Jimmy Hart, who was also a great piano player, if I remember correctly. Um, and then three is Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yes, honorary um, mention. Honorary stole... mention. I'm not done. Hold on. Okay. My honorary okay. mention, and you're gonna laugh at me, is Kane's early 2000s music, when it sounds like. One of those, like, you know, typical early 2000s, you know, like, rock bands sings in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, no. that is a guilty pleasure of mine and my honorary mention. 
that's definitely guilty. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, we know we already talked about Taker. What were the other ones you said, Sparky? You said um Taker Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. Classic country. Yep. What was the third one? I was gonna, and the third one was, was Stone Cold. Oh, Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. So Stone Cold was never one of my favorite themes, but Stone Cold's theme fits Stone Cold perfectly. Oh, absolutely. No bullshit. There's two fucking chords in the song. It's just, it's heavy. It's aggressive. There's breaking glass. I hated, though, when they put lyrics to Stone Cold's theme in the late 90s. I don't that remember that. Sucked. You remember that? No. So that was like around like the invasion time. It was the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. It was whenever Stone Cold came back the first time from the first, like... Interesting. Maybe, no, it wasn't when he came back the first time. Shit, I, I, I can't put it's the okay. year two right now. But he, at one point, had words. I think Disturbed did it. I think the, yeah, it was Disturbed. Disturbed sang um, Stone Cold's entrance theme. Another one of my guilty pleasures. In the early 2000s, because Disturbed didn't come out... Disturbed didn't come out till 2001. So every, you know, every time I... The problem was, every time I heard Stone Cold's theme, he started saying, all I'm thinking is... Like the sickness, yeah. I just can't do. I can't. I can't do the disturbed monkey yell. I just can't right. do it. So let's move on a little bit here. Let's let's go one more step into this. Favorite use of popular or classical music for an entrance. McFlair. What a silly ass question is that, dude? Agreed. Also, uh, also, Zach um, said um, you know what a great classical entrance theme is? Walter. Fucking Mr. Perfect, dude. Uh, that oh, was written yeah, for Walter. him. That was written for him. No, it wasn't. Was it really? For ba, Mr. Perfect? Ba, yeah, I don't think that's ba, a piece of music. Ba, 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 I'm going to... Right, so, I'll look it up. Right, dude, you talk about Walter. New World, I, I didn't even think about that because that's new still. New World Symphony is my favorite piece of classical music I know. Ever. It's one of my favorite as well. Um... I think that um, I mean obviously, obviously Ric Flair using also Sprock Zarathustra is is good, but as far as wrestling themes go and 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 popular music because you know and people you know people younger than us or not musicians don't get it that that classical music was pop music at some point like those guys they were rock stars you know and yeah. you know I I think that that's lost to a lot of generations but you know I think. Every piece of classical music that's used is fantastic, even if it's augmented, like Daniel Bryan's um, "Valkyries." Now, you know, is is a rock theme, but right. um, Walter's use of New World Symphony is absolute perfection. Uh, Speaking, it's funny. I always, I always thought to myself that I was a wrestler in the '80s and I had classical music. I always, I've always said to myself, I would come out to New World Symphony. I mean, it starts off with Jaws, dude. It's yes. badass. <laughs> That is not the one I would use, but honorable, not honorable mention here, but it is just as good as using Cult of Personality for CM Punk. Genius. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, goddamn genius. Another classical theme we haven't brought up yet, Jerry to King Lawler. Oh, God. Great Gate of Kiev, right? Um, yeah, Great Gate of Kiev. Yes, Great Gate of Kiev. That's right. Yes. So... Uh, a side note for all of you that don't know, Smarky is a high school band director. And last year, sly enough, even though I had some kids figure it out, I did a full concert of music. So I did a whole concert of um, classical music used as wrestling entrance themes. Um, I did Zarathustra. I did Great Gate of Kiev. Actually, I did a whole pictures at an exhibition thing. Um, and I did – what else did I do? I did a few, actually. 
uh, and it was it was actually a lot of fun. Um, we'll drop one knowledge. Mr. Perfect's theme song is the theme from the movie Exodus, released in 1960. It was composed by film score legend Ernest Gold and performed by the Symphonia, Symphonia of London. And that performance won an Oscar. I had no idea. That is absolutely fascinating, actually. Go, Mr. Well, that's because most people now, I think most people, I think most people, well, every wrestling fan obviously associates with the Mr. Perfect theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? I didn't even know that was actually a movie. That's awesome. Um, Exodus. Yes. It's the name of the movie, apparently. So going back to um, music. So now we talked about, uh, you know, classic themes and we talked about use of pop music. What about modern? What's your uh, what's your top three modern? Entrance themes? Yes. All entrance themes? Yeah, yeah. What are we considering modern? Where does it start? Past the 10 years. This, past, this, past 10 past years. Past 10 years? Maybe 15. I don't know. You know whose entrance theme of a modern one I always dug? Who's? Um, because I, I don't love this band, but I love the singer of this band. Um, Edge's music. Okay. Walter Bridge. Uh on this day, I see Creole. Like I always thought that was a badass jam. I loved the little drum solo in the beginning. Yeah. So I always thought that was a cool jam. Um, Triple H, time to play the game. Well, Motorhead, dude, that's pop music. Motorhead, no, dude. you can't do that. That's that's pop music. Oh, it has. Well, wait, 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 wait. Back up. What's the question again? All entry. You said all. You said all entrance. All right. Yeah, we could do all entrance. I was thinking more like yeah. original ones. Well, the Alter Bridge tune isn't an original either, because Miles know. Kennedy sings yeah, the Alter Bridge. Right. So that's who yeah. I. That guy's got. A there's voice, not. Man. There's really not a lot of like original ones anymore. Really, it's mostly bands like doing and and the ones that are original kind of suck. Like I hate Johnny Gargano's theme. I don't know if that's an original <laughs> tune or if that's like somebody else. Is that Paramore that does that or something? You know, it, it might. Like it. it might be actually. I have no idea. You know, um, and, you know. I mean. I think there are some good ones. Um, but I, lo- I mean, I love Motorhead. I love Motorhead, dude. Who doesn't love Motorhead? I, I walked out to time to play. The- I walked out time to play the game for my wedding reception. I know I was like, there. It was great. You were um, right before me. So, okay, All right, I'll give it to you. So I'm gonna throw some that I like out there. Um, first and foremost, um, "Glorious" is a fantastic entrance song. "Glorious" is good. Um, I got one. That I'm just gonna do. Oh, you just thought of one? So past yeah. 10 years. Um, Velveteen Dream, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Love the Velveteen Dream yes. entrance, dude. Yes. Um, I also really like Finn Balor's music. Yeah, Finn. Okay, so there we go. That's, I think, that might be like a, a um, W. Is that a CFO's composition, maybe? I that, think that it is, actually. Like it be. I think it is. That's a kick-ass entrance theme. Here's another uh, one got for the you. Whole Thing with the fingers. Shinsuke's yeah. is really good too. Like Shinsuke's, Shinsuke's is good. Music. But out of all of them, and I'm not, I, I'm not really sure you're going to agree with me here. But uh, I just I just happen to really like this one, and I just lost nope. my train of is thought. It? Fuck. If it's Kevin, if it's not Kevin Owens, then you're wrong because I think Kevin Owens has some badass entrance music too, and that's definitely not no contemporary music. That sounds like some shit that was written in WWE headquarters. Yeah. It it is not Kevin Owens. That's a um, that's a bad that's a badass guitar riff though. Yeah, and I mean, listen, Sami Zayn too. I'm a huge Scott fan. His is great. 
Um, oh, I see, I see. That's just... Listen, I'm listen. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, I'm killing time here because I actually forgot what I was gonna say. Well, the only cool thing about the Sami Zayn thing is that it's fun to sing along to. That's yeah. like the cool thing about. Oh, that's that's that. Scott music, bro. That's Scott music. Well, that's and that's that's a part of having a good entrance team. You know, part of it should be the crowd should be able to sing along to you know at times. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Um, oh other good and I don't like I don't like what they did to the Heart Foundation theme with Natalia. Oh, see, I think I think it's okay. Uh, I think that's I think they could have jazzed that up and still kept it a All little. I got it back. A little. <laughs> early 90s i got i got it back i can't believe i forgot this so all versions of bray wyatt's music yeah that song is so good in both versions both his original and the new fiend version are Mm -hmm. fucking fantastic nailing it that's wwe now it fits the character perfect it always fits the character perfect nailing it yeah that's my favorite so listen, we we talked music a lot, and I I do want to do this again uh, with with uh, Johnny Bones when he gets back from Europe, and he's I don't. he's met the uh, love of his life, uh, an Italian man, and um. So I'm thinking here, <laughs> let's talk about the 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 Renaissance that is going to be, and yes, I did coin this term, I think, New Amsterdam sports or New Nev- Netherlands sports, whatever you want to call it. New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam that makes sports. More sense. Now I get it. That's yeah. just Manhattan and you know that part of New York, but the tri-state area, you know, we are New York Metro, and you know, we we all kind of like we all, live... we all root for we all root for New York teams. Yeah, except for the Devils. That's the only. I think that's the only non-New York team that we root. For. They're two miles from the city. Yeah, but they're our team. They are our team. Like that's our, yeah. They're they're our. They are. I say our New Jersey. They're right. our team. I mean, we technically only have two professional sports teams in in the state that are technically our. No, no. The Red Bulls no, are New York Red one. Bulls, right? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, they're New York Red Bulls. New I York apologize. Team. I was Miles, thinking of New the York New York Jets. New Jersey Metro Stars. <laughs> yeah, back in the glory years. Oh my God. First of all, another terrible thing for sports right there. The Metro Stars was an awesome name for a team. They it should just absolutely... be called Metro Stars. Yeah. Like a real soccer team, just Metro Stars. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Red Bull. Red... Uh, don't no, whatever. Um But yeah, no, you're absolutely right though. Even though we're in New Jersey, we're mm-hmm. definitely in the New York sphere of influence with sports. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know shit about history, the original name in New York City was New Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And we now live in currently what was East Jersey in the 1600s, another mm-hmm. province. Yes. So, you know, with with the Will Ponds finally five years. Come on, do you really need five years to sell your goddamn team? Are you that? Oh my god! This is what I think in my head when I think about the Will Ponds on the team. The chorus to Beethoven's Ninth. I just, I just, I just think of. It sounds like a celebration. The best was oh to joy. Yeah, the best was our dear friend Zach. When I texted both of you, uh, you know, Christmas came early to both of you, and he knew before he opened the text. He said, "I knew what this was about." Knew exactly what it was. Every Mets fan that was texting another Mets fan knew exactly. 
And the best part about that news, it completely overshadowed the fact that the Phillies gave 115 mil to Zach Wheeler. We're not even caring about that. That's cool, whatever. You know what's funny? Nothing (laughs) nothing in the news about that. Nothing about uh, what's-his-name going to the Braves, which is a big deal. Um, Who went to the Braves? Not Hamels. Actually, yeah. I think it was Cole Hamels. Yeah, it was Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels went to the Braves. Braves. Yeah. They like, happened on the same day, yeah. So, and and yeah, like nothing about that. Those are two big things. But everyone is is kind of done with the Wilpons, which is great. I find it funny that I, yeah, I, I've never seen a fan base in any sport for any team react so positively to news that their owners are selling the team. I thought I was going to have to raise my kids as Mets fans under the... I actually was going to tell my kids, like when I have kids one day, these theoretical kids I don't have, but when I have them one day, I was going to tell them, like, hey, listen, if you want to be a Yankee fan, like, I get it. That's okay. That's cool. I'm not yeah. going for- to force you to be a Mets fan, dude, because it's just silly. I would never do that. But now, I mean, this Cohen, Cohen is his last name, right, I believe? Mm-hmm. He's going to be the richest owner in Major League Baseball when hey, this sale what? goes through. Guess what? I think he's Jewish. Yeah, well, <laughs> that trend will never leave the Mets. Come on now. No, it won't. <laughs> it's a baseball team in Queens, dude. <laughs> also, for those of you that don't know, Johnny Smarks is a very proud Jew. And also uh, denounces all use. I've never heard you, your man love of MJF. Okay. And also denounces all use of any Nazi propaganda on podcasting networks. There. I got it out of the way. Okay. Anyways. Um, yes, that was a shot. Get over it. So, um, <laughs> oops, broke the fourth wall again. Um, so <laughs> let's move on from there. The Jets um, looks like they might have a new owner soon. And um, yeah, I, this is news to me. Um Jets fans once again should be rejoicing. They're, they're, they're oh, it's not that their yeah their owners suck. They just hire the wrong guys to do the job every time with the Jets. It just seems like they always have the they haven't had the right coach since what Parcells. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Had, I can't remember the last time they had the right GM. The thing with the Jets that's just it's. I think the Jets could do like anything and they'd still be the Jets. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jets lost to the Bengals and the Dolphins this year. And they're not going to have the number one pick in the draft. No, you know how no. impressive that is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so I'm I'm reading here. It just looks like that. Um, Woody is going to transfer over to, um, return in 2020. But so basically, it says New York uh, New York Jets owner Woody Johnson is reportedly expected to return to the team for his diplomatic role overseas in November 2020. Um, I guess his son is the one who's really running it from now. Yeah, it's his son Woody Johnson. He's like, is he like some? Is he like some sort of ambassador to a country? Was he like the ambassador to France or something? Something like that. I, I don't know, but something like that. You know, yeah. there, there's all this talk of them getting a new owner. And listen, I I actually don't have an issue with the Johnsons. You know, they're they're rich. They're you know a rich family that owns a team and yes, it's not New Jersey money. You know, I think they just, they just, yeah, you're, you're right. They just didn't hire the right people. I have, I, I I actually make the wrong decisions every time. Although firing Mike uh, McCagan was not a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, is this guy, they brought, I can't think what his name is right now. The guy they brought in who's, who's, you know, Sam Darnold remains to be. It's going to decide how, how good Sam Darnold is and how good these 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 two these drafts that these guys. It's like any GM. It's how good you draft. Mm-hmm. If you draft good players, 
you'll coach forever. Look at Bill Belichick. Yeah. That dude picks like that dude picks in the bottom three every single draft. And yet somehow the Patriots are always the best fucking team in the NFL. It's absolutely ridiculous. You need guys who know how to find talent. And it starts in it's like any it's like any organization or corporation. It starts at the top. And here's your, the problem your, your with the top. Poncho needs to know how to identify t- talent. I just don't think the Johnson family knows how to no. identify talent. And here's the thing. And, you know, Woody Woody ran the team okay. I get it. No, Not every team can be a winning team all the time. Woody was okay with it. Chris, not good. Like, I, I read this the other day, and I'm reading it again. You know, he was on the field before the game against Jacksonville. And, you know, he's like, well, talking to fans and going, well, hopefully the team shows up this week. You can't say that about your employees. Like... How is a fan supposed to get behind you? Yeah. You, How are they supposed to say you got to go up there? This is like this is what's going to be great with Shiano coming back to Rutgers. That's because, another like, thing that's we should like, talk about. He, yeah, he's enough. Dude, all our sports teams in this area have been upheaved this week. We can go through that, but like, they, you know, when I saw Shiano's press conference the other day, mm-hmm. like all I thought was, man, I want to play for that guy. I want to work for that guy. I will. I would do anything I possibly I'd work had for to Shiano. do to be successful for that guy. Yeah. That's yeah. someone who inspires leadership. When your owner is going to your fan base saying, I hope they show up. Well, maybe they're not showing up because that's your fucking attitude, dude. Yeah. Inspire some leadership. Yep. You'll never hear Jerry, no matter how bad shit's getting in Dallas right now <laughs> and how much they're falling apart <laughs> oh, down there, which man. I love. I hate the fucking Cowboys. God. No matter how much shit's falling apart down there, Jerry Jones would never say that to fans. Yes, and I will be honest with you, though. I would rather root for one in six jets than in any record Cowboys. But, um, so like, so Chris couldn't do it. It's okay. Daddy's coming back. Yeah. Daddy's coming back. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when Woody's back and maybe he does it for a couple years and he finally sells a team. Cause obviously his son can't handle it. Um, and listen, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since Leon Hess ran the damn team. Okay. And that was a long time ago. That's that true. has nothing to do with the Johnson. So this this problem with the Johnson family has been going on for a while. And, yep. You know. And listen, Leon, but Leon was a great owner. You know this is, you know, I, I've told you this before and this going out to the world. You know, my grandfather grew up with Leon Hess. They went to college together. And I, I got to meet him a lot when I was a kid. And he was a man of integrity, you know. You know, you know, oil business, family-run business, and you know, oil is oil. Well, I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that. But the man, even though they weren't a winning team, how you couldn't help not help but like the man. He was just a there nice guy. There was still pride. There was yeah. pride in the organization. Yeah. Still, there was still pride, and because the Jets, you know, obviously they won the Super Bowl in the late '60s, '70s weren't too great. The '70s you know, but weren't good the for early '80s. 70s weren't good for sports and sports in general, in my opinion. I, the 70s yeah, were not were a good no, time in sports. Outside of baseball, man, there was really no like the only good sports I mean, you had. You had steel. You had to steal. No, foot, dude, football was big in the 70s. Football, <laughs> like pretty much, like became the sport in America in the 70s. NASCAR too. 60s and 70s. NASCAR. NASCAR. I, I listen. NASCAR. I hate to say it, but that's when the whole hot rod thing started. And it's a sport. Whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That classic NASCAR with like Richard yeah. Petty and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and actual and, and actual Pearson, production like cars, the, actual production cars. The the ba- yeah, and like the drivers were kind of badass, like outlaws and rebels, and it was like yeah. easy to like them. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR was probably pretty cool in the '70s. It was lawless back then. Yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Not anymore. Yeah. You have these, you know, certain specs. Oh, whatever. Anyways, it's so- just cool to see. 
on my end, it's just cool to see in 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 the New York area right now. All the teams, like this, but this has been probably the shittiest era of New York sports in my life. I I can't remember. Like the Knicks are the most embarrassing team in the NBA. The Which, Giants are the most embarrassing team in the NFL. The Mets are the Mets. Um, you know. You know what's funny? Even the even the Yankees can't win the fucking yeah. World Series right now. You know what's funny? If if the Nets were in Jersey, if you took the nineteen ninety six New Jersey Nets, they would be better than the Knicks and in the middle of the pack right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. With Derek Coleman and that man, yeah. and, 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 and oh, what the fuck was the point guard's name? Uh, oh shit, Kenny Anderson. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, yeah. So I think there were some good. I will forever till the day I die tell you that the worst thing the Nets ever did was move to Brooklyn because they got they played those two seasons at Prudential and the environment at Prudential was great for those games. You know, it was the perfect location for them the perfect clientele everybody can get to the games easy and then he went to brooklyn i am not going to brooklyn to watch the fucking nets do so i started rooting for the knicks and i've been regretting that decision i also um i also and this is just me i don't i'm not really a fan of barclays never really have been um don't like it but you know it, it's barclays is in good place look the the islanders are moving and uh um, well the problem with barclays and i'll help you out there is they built that arena for basketball in combat sports like boxing, wrestling, yep. MMA, they didn't build it to hold an ice rink. Nope. But then once the mausoleum became like, you know, it became too outdated to support a professional team, the Islanders had to do something. You know, the Rangers weren't fucking. But they're going back, anything. aren't they? Well, they're built there now. Well, it was funny. So they went to Brooklyn. They played like a season and a half at a basketball arena. And the Arizona Coyotes had this problem when they first moved from Winnipeg to Phoenix yep. because the Suns arena it's very much like Barclays, where it's only a basketball and combat sports-like arena. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, there's a ton of obstructed view seats. Like, the upper deck overhangs over the rink. It was terrible. So they redid the, the mausoleum, and they moved back there. And now they're there until the arena by Belmont Park opens in a couple of years. Yep. That's official. They're constructing is that, that now. That's going to be a gorgeous arena. Is that Jay-Z uh, who has his hand in this? No, he well, has nothing the to Nets. do with the Islanders. Is he the Nets? He's the Nets, Jay-Z. Okay. If he has a hand in it, I think he sold his stake in the Nets. Okay. I don't think he has a stake in the Nets anymore. Cool. Yeah. But no, he has nothing to do with the Islanders. They, they, he never has. The Nets, the Islanders were tenants of the Nets. That's what they did, and now they're back in Nassau. Where they belong? They belong on Long Island. They're the fucking Islanders. I know Brooklyn's technically Long Island, but it John, is. you're from Long Island. You know no, what no. real the, Long Island the is. The Island Nassau actually... Suffolk yes, but I actually count Queens in it, too. Um... I just, you know, a lot of, you know, it's a borough, but whatever. I'm from Queens. I can do you what would. I want. You know who else yeah, is from Queens. the island? The best wrestlers in the world. Zack Ryder. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. MJF. Yes. Salt of the fucking Kurt Earth. Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. There's others, too. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Dude, yeah Chris yeah. Jericho was born in, you remember, his dad played for the Rangers. Rangers. He was born in Long Island. Yeah, and I and I and he I think he spent a good chunk of his time. At, I think I want to say Manhasset. Is that a, is that a place in Long yeah. Island? Manhasset's on the island. Yeah, yeah. I think Manhasset is where he was born and huh. lived until he moved back. Until his family. Until his, I think when his dad retired, his dad was Ted Irvine. I yeah. think when he retired, they moved back to Canada, and I think they're from. And that's where the Winnipeg connection is. Yep. So Chris Jericho has roots on the island too. There's one more person in AEW from the island, and I can't remember who it is. Um, so listen, 
This was a good talk. It was. This was good. I like that I we like talk sports, man. I know we I know we've goofed around in the beginning with some wrestling themes, but uh there's something a little different. Well, I mean, it's crazy because well, it's crazy. So, like, obviously, last week we weren't around. It was Thanksgiving. Um, Bones is away. Uh, Smarky and I were traveling a lot, seeing family and amongst, you know, other stuff. So it was, we couldn't get together last week. And obviously with all that, too, like, we haven't, no, I just haven't. I'm not going to lie. I haven't sat and watched much wrestling. I've also been, like, personally, I've been writing a lot of music. You know, yep. I just got my guitar set up and go to this creative streak. And anybody who writes, like, you know, like, when you're in a creative streak, you just got to kind of go with it. Yep, and get as much out of it as you can because you don't know when they're going to come. So that's where I've been kind of, and obviously I've been reading all the news and what's going on. But you know what? Do we really need to talk wrestling? They haven't even announced any TLC matches yet. So WWE is not going to announce matches. I don't mind not talking about what they're doing. Unfortunately, I feel like um, TLC is going to be just a, a hodgepodge uh, pay per view, which sucks because it used to be one of my favorites. But I don't know. What's yeah, I'm not too. There. I'm not too worried about. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about what's going on with wrestling right now either, because after they kind of killed the invasion angle, like I, I stopped caring. I thought the invasion thing was cool. I watched wrestling every week, mm-hmm. and Survivor Series happens, and it's gone. Yep. Yep. I um. You know, I've been watching more AEW and NWA than anything else. You know, I, I still love WWE and I, I stick up with it. You know, I keep up with NXT as I can. Um, but main roster, you know, I, I, I'll breeze through it. I'll read some dirt sheets on it. But Raw's Raw's brutal, dude. Yeah, I'm not really a fan. Raw's this whole, brutal, this whole Lana Lana thing is all of it, dude. Yeah. All of Raw's brutal. The cool, the, the most enticing like television WWE's put out in the past two three weeks was Punk on backstage. Yeah, and that's it. We haven't seen him since, right? Has he been back? He's gonna, I think he's on this week. I think I think he's on this week's coming up. Which means he's probably going to answer Seth Rollins. I mean, they're, they're, and it's going to be no. He's going to say no. Yes, but he's going they're, to say it's no. It's going to happen at Mania. Yeah, of course he's going to say no. So that means, of course, uh, it, it, it just, yeah, that means yes. No means yeah. yes in wrestling world. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, but. Yeah. <laughs> that brings up something funny I wanted to bring up because this came up at uh, – I was talking to my dad this week. This is kind of off subject. So I have a connection to uh, Macy's, the stores, at and malls all around the world. Um, my grandfather was heavily involved in uh, management there. And I was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for years. And um, one of the years – I was on a float. I got to be on a float with, uh, and uh, Doc, you know this. I was on a float with a whole bunch of superstars, and this was uh, pre-Attitude Era. It was uh, Razor Ramon, Lex Luger, Doink, Undertaker, um, Paul Bear, people like that on the float. And uh, so at, at afterwards, um, awesome. all the executives get to go up, and they, they cook Thanksgiving dinner for you at, at the top floor of Macy's. You know, for all the executives and, and the guests. So the wrestlers were up there. They were signing stuff. And, you know, I got a picture with The Undertaker and Razor Ramon. And um, my, my sister, I have I have twin sisters. And one of them, I don't remember which one, is... Um, I believe it's Karen. I think it's Karen. It might have been Jess. Yeah. I'm not sure. But um, my, my dad... My, my dad... Hey, hey, guys. So anyways, yeah. my, uh, my dad is having a pretty long conversation with Paul Bear. And... Um, I think they actually kept in touch for a little while, but my, my sister goes up to my dad and goes, 
you know, Dad, that's that's not Paul Bear. He's you know, he's not in makeup. He's talking in his regular voice, and he just snaps to my sister, and I remember this vividly. It just goes, "Oh yes, it is." And my sister ran, <laughs> my sister ran out of the room screaming, crying. And Paul looks at my father and goes, "I'm so sorry." And my dad says, "That was great." <laughs> Great. That's my favorite Thanksgiving story in my family. My sister getting the shit scared out of her by a by Paul Bear. And you see you see Callaway, because I'm gonna call him that from now on because after this interview with with um with Stone Cold, you see uh the Undertaker. Did you just see that there. by the way? Have you watched that whole thing? I didn't finish it. Um but it's really weird to hear him oh, talk in his regular great. voice. But um yeah. Oh no. I know. It's, he sounds yeah, he sounds nothing like you would think no. he'd sound like for real. No. But um he uh <laughs> You know, you just see him, and you know he's kind of in character because he never broke kayfabe back then. Um, he he smiled. <laughs> I I remember this vividly, man. So, rest in peace, Paul Bear. You made my life. He was morbid. Yeah, he was a morbid man. <laughs> Stuff like that makes him smile. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny. All right. Anyways, fam. man, I gotta go. Up, I gotta go up to Blairstown because I'm gonna go watch my cousin Zach wrestle tomorrow, and then uh, we're going to the Rutgers match. Nice Big Ten opener, upstream red team. Good luck to uh, to everyone on the team, especially Coach Goodale. And uh, That's right. So, all right, fam, uh, you made it fifty one minutes through this. If if you're still listening, good for you. Um, there'll probably be more like this schmucks. in the future. We'll see what happens. You just <laughs> called our fans schmucks, you idiot. <laughs> schmucks. All right, fam. Please like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatever else we have. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Sparks a lot. Although I do not use Twitter much because social media. We're like the we are like the worst wrestling podcast. You and I are at least. Bones is pretty good at it, but you and I are the worst wrestling podcasters ever when it comes to Twitter. Because well, I got a news flash. Not a big fan of Twitter. The Twitter wrestling world. Nope, me neither. And that's yeah. why I stay off of it DF, because – DF, Yeah. DFDC will attest to that. Yeah. Not a big fan of the wrestling Twitter world, man. Shout that's out to DFDC, thing. by the way. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I love you. All right, fam. We'll catch you next week. Johnny Bones will be back. He'll have lots of stories from Europe that he probably won't tell on air. Yes, he will. Yeah. You've heard about Bones? Yeah, I know. I know. Bro. 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 I bro. was, I was bro. in Milan, and I was in Milan, and then – there was this girl, and she looked at me, and then I looked at her, and we were in love. And then, and then we were in love. And now I, uh, we have a Twitter, Twitter chat going. She slid into my DMs, and bro, it was just awesome. That was really good. All right, fam, catch you next week. Peace. See y'all next week. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Ads Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring.
the Ring podcast. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. 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 Radio.